Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show no one asked for. <laughs> My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football a Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on TexasFootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, on a sweater, or you'll show us on podcasts, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks with suddenly a craving for spaghetti. <laughs> She's actually pickle. I okay, there's a lot of things to say here. First off, hi everyone. Second off, I'm really sad that you don't get my SpongeBob references because you set me up perfect with your sweater comment, but I won't even waste my time. Three I would like to try the dryer thing. <laughs> I don't think I... Well, okay, here's the other thing. I've had, like, six concussions, so I don't know if that's, like, the smartest play for me. Like, I would need probably a helmet. If my mom saw me do that, Trish, I might just... We're talking about... If you missed the pre-show or you listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're talking about eating spaghetti, spaghetti in a dryer. Yeah. As you do. As you do on a normal uh, Tuesday afternoon. Um, I think LP would be here for that. I think my mom would come up here and beat me. I don't think she would, because I think your mom's a lovely lady. This is true. Today is Tuesday, April 12th, 2021. Uh, it is 226 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to... Anybody got a birthday today? Anybody born today? I don't think anybody's ever been born. One of my 12th. friends named Lorena's birthday is today. Happy birthday to... Um, yeah, your friend. I don't know. It's a bunch of TikTok stars, Mike. Um, happy birthday to... There's gotta be one. Ed O'Neill. David Letterman, 75. Ah, there you happy go. Birthday, I Dave. recognize some of these words. <laughs> David Letterman. On today's... Uh, it's episode 1367. On today's show, folks, back half of the show, we're gonna have, uh, the founder and CEO of Playmaker Recruiting, Joseph Fisher. I had an opportunity to chat with him last week uh, about, uh, what they do there at Playmaker Recruiting. Pretty cool, uh, what they've got set up there. Uh, so make sure you check that out back half the show. Uh, but it is Math fact, Tuesday. Math Tuesday. And so we will be breaking down some Math Tuesday with regards to recruiting and why it may be harder to get recruited now than ever before and why the shifting sands of recruiting are something to be considered. Dun, dun, dun. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, Robert Legau, Aaron Arbuckle, who commented, yeet. And Jacob McNeil. <laughs> Welcome in, friends. I'm more mad at you for shouting out. It was in all caps, too. It was a good one. Like, he, he revved back. <clears throat> Yeet. 
You gotta stop. You gotta. <laughs> Do stop. I though? All right, pickle. I'm checking. I'm taking a look at this. Yesterday was Monday, and tomorrow mm-hmm. is Wednesday, which makes today Math Tuesday. It's math Tuesday here on Texas Football Today, where we like to dig into math, talk a little bit about math. So one of the things I do for each edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and I'm working on it right now, is a piece called Recruiting Between the Numbers. Recruiting Between the Numbers is where we take a look at the signing classes uh, of every of all 127 FBS teams across the nation. Mm-hmm. And just kind of analyze them in a bunch of different ways. I'm always, of course, one of the things that, that we, we want to see is which state signed the most kids. Spoiler Yeehaw. Tax. We did it again. The king. Um, one of those things, uh, I'm always interested, which school signed the most kids, mm-hmm. right? Would you care to guess? The most Texas kids? Most, uh, the, which, or the most which kids? Texas high school signed the most players oh. to FBS letters of intent. Ooh. In 2022. Um, Duncanville? Wow. Is that ding, it? Ding, 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 ding. Let's ding. go! Wow. Well I'm retired. We're done for the day. <laughs> uh, but we also break it down which region of the state brings out the most. Which teams do their most recruiting in state? Things like that. We break it down a lot of different ways. It's a fun piece to do. Yep. It's an exhausting piece to do because <laughs> one of the things you have to do is make a database of every recruit who was signed yeah. in 2022. <laughs> and that's a lot because there's 127 FBS non-service academy uh, schools. So let's hit this with a, uh, a disclaimer. Okay. Disclaimer. See, I'm wearing my beautiful army shirt from my friends at Home Field Apparel. The mule. Okay? I love love the troops. I love the air troops. I love the sea troops. Love all the troops. They don't count because yeah, they you do don't not sign. sign letters of intent to play. You don't sign a letter of intent to play for army. No. Uh, that's a whole much more important thing that you do. Yeah. You just happen like, to be playing football I don't know, while defending you're there. your country. <laughs> right. So rather than just your quarterback. <laughs> so when we're talking about the, the the players who signed, we're talking only about the 127 non-service academy FBS teams. Cool. 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 There's something going on. That I have noticed. Here's your local conspiracy theorist, Greg Zepper. There's Zephyr. something going on, and I want to tell you why it is getting harder to get recruited. Okay? Okay. Plain and simple, teams are signing fewer players. They're signing fewer players. So I want to bring up this first chart. This first chart is... The number of high school signees by FBS schools each year. Okay? Start in 2017. 2,442. Okay? 2,442. And by the way, if you take a look historically, that is about uh, 2,400. Between 2,300 and 2,400 is a good, like ballpark area for the number of FBS kids who are going to sign FBS. Once we got to the 128 or 130 um, schools, uh, it's about about 2,400 is a good ballpark okay. uh, for that, which which should make sense, by the way, because considering uh, the fact that you're, you're talking about, if you're talking about 127 schools, mm-hmm. right, um, that would be about 19 kids per school. Okay. Yeah, that seems right. Sounds about right. Between 18 and 20 yeah. is probably about the, you know, about the range right. for how many how many kids are getting signed. You look at 2018, 20, 2409, 
Okay, that's fine. Yeah, about the same. 2361, you know, 2320, stuff like that. 2320 and 2020, right? You get to 2021. Now. Chaos ensued. Now. I want to point out two things about this. One, there's COVID. So every team, every if in 2020, every player got a COVID waiver saying that you get an extra year of eligibility regardless of whether or not you play or not. 2020 doesn't count. 2020 is a do-over. It's a mulligan to use a golf term. Look at it that. Is, it's, it's a do-over. So naturally, you would expect the number of high school signees to drop in the class of 2021. Yes. Because they don't need as many players. Mm-hmm. And it did. It dropped to 2130. But I think everyone looked around and they said, okay, this is easily explainable. 20, you know, there's there's fewer kids. They signed, you know, 200 fewer kids. Right. That is simply because seniors are coming back. Got kids. Yeah. You don't need them, right? Yep. You got the scholarships, but you don't need to go out there and get those guys. We don't want to junk up our roster. Junk up our roster it seems like a derogatory term, but you don't want to get so many kids on your roster that it gets unwieldy. Right. Right. There's that. So then explain 2022. Yeah. I mean, wow. A dip to 1961. Okay. That means. That in six years, the number of high school signees across America has dropped by 481 signees. Okay? Wow. 481. That's 22%, I want to say it is. Mm -hmm. 22% it is down. That's that's almost a fourth. That's insane. uh, That is a huge drop. It's a massive drop. Pickle, do you know what happened in April 2021? The NCAA rule went into effect that you can transfer one Mm -hmm. time and be immediately eligible. eligible. Yep. That is straight up what happened, and you are seeing the Mm -hmm. ramifications there. That instead... Of uh, having to sit out for a year, right? Uh, a twenty, it was twenty-two and a half percent change, a drop since t- two thousand seventeen. Okay, that is the biggest thing: is the transfer portal and being immediately eligible means that if you need a player, you've got two options: you can go and you can sign an eighteen-year-old, mm-hmm. or you can go and you can sign a guy off of who who is unnecessary off of another roster. Mm-hmm. And go bring him on instead. Yeah, I feel like that hits really hard for a group of five schools, too, because, like, I mean, that might be the targeted point that it hits the most because you have a backup quarterback that's never going to see the light of day at Alabama or Ole Miss or whatever. And it's like, oh, well, he can just transfer and start playing right now and wrecking shop in Conference USA. That's precisely right. That's exactly what's going on is you are having this huge drop in the number of signees. They're just plain and simple. They're taking fewer kids. But let me draw one more line for you because if you want to talk about because there's a possibility that the uh, that the COVID waiver thing kind of runs its course and maybe this bounces back up to more 2100. Yeah. I don't think we're ever getting back to 2400 kids no. being signed unless we add more FBS teams. Um, but we are but but you can drop it down to a 15 12 to 15 percent. Exactly right. But I'll tell you what ain't coming back. Mm -hmm. It's the next chart. 
let's talk about junior colleges, okay? Because junior colleges, this is the new normal, mm-hmm. okay? Because you take a look back in 2017, 340 JUCO kids signed. 340. And that was really, again, there's a pretty clear range there, right? Between about 300 and 350, every year, junior college signees were going to go there. 2021, an, another understandable dip, okay? Down to 98 kids because we don't, like, the whole pur- the whole purpose of getting JUCO kids is to get older quicker. Mm-hmm. Well, you can just get older with your own guys because yep. we can just bring the whole roster back, right? And we're just going to do that. It's fine. Not, you know, drop down to 98, fewer kids. There was a rebound in 2022, back up to 194. But I'm here to tell you that might be the top end. Yeah. Junior colleges, I think they are going to be hit most mm-hmm. by the transfer portal. Because, think about it. Let's say your beloved North Texas Mean Green need an offensive guard. Mm-hmm. Are they going to go to Trinity Valley Community College and get their big star? Or are they going to go to a guy who's a former four-star at who, Texas Tech, who yeah. can't crack the roster at mm-hmm. LSU yep. and say, hey, why don't you come back and play here? Yep. This is not this is not mm-hmm. coming back. I am I am I'm confident in that that for junior colleges the transfer portal's a big blow for them. Oh yeah, well and especially too like you if you like if you're going back to that example of North Texas bringing someone in at LSU uh, they're going to hit the hey come back home thing. Like mm-hmm. depending on the schools that are located in the big metroplex areas are going to have the biggest heyday with this because you can just convince people, "Hey, come come back and play for the hometown team. You'll be an instant starter." You are spot on. We literally just talked about this yesterday with Brandon Campbell, mm-hmm. the running back from from the Houston area, played for three high schools there in Houston area, went to USC, played pretty sparingly out there at USC. Mm-hmm. Coaching change. Dana Holgerson says, "Right, hey, come on home. Yeah. We use a running back yeah, you can start, you can play in front of your family every exactly single weekend, right. you can be home and have mom do laundry, you know, it's like, I mean. I think, I think that if you're looking for the tangible ways in which the transfer portal has changed the game, it is coming down to things like this. Mm-hmm. It's coming down to fewer high school kids and especially fewer junior college kids signing letters of intent and going to play in FBS. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, the, the, I think it's the nature of the beast. Yep. Because you're still going to have Alabama go out there and sign a 21-person class. Absolutely. But then you're also going to have Louisiana Monroe, who signed one high schooler. Mm-hmm. And the rest are transfers. And the rest are just transfers. The rest are the guys who couldn't crack the, the depth chart mm-hmm. from Alabama's 21-person class. Right. So I think this is the new normal. If we and if we want to really take a deep dive back into who we've talked about doing this so much, if you want to take a look at Texas State, they were mm-hmm. ahead of the curve. They just have to figure out how to get it to work. To be honest with you, Texas State, same thing. I believe last year they did not sign a high school signing. Mm-hmm. This year they signed two. Two. Yep. So they've signed two in two seasons. Mm-hmm. Now maybe now is that production working? Right. But maybe it doesn't work, and maybe they fire Jake Spavital, and maybe they bring somebody else in, and maybe they say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna back go back into that. But for every school that's like that, mm-hmm. there's going to be another school that goes the other way. Right. Well, and I think, too, that we, we talk a lot, of, obviously, about the Texas programs. And so there's a lot of times where when someone does that and they don't take advantage of the Texas high school talent, then we say, well, you're kind of dumb for doing that. But 
if you obviously that data tracked for everyone in the entire country and not everyone has the pick of athletes that we do here in Texas high school football. So that definitely steers the curve there too. Yeah, exactly right. So I was I was finishing up that article last night for the magazine and it that it shocked me. Yeah. It to, that is to, wild. to put that together on a graph and to see that you've seen a twenty two percent drop in the number of high school signees. I mean, heck, it's basically a third, like a, a a third drop in junior college. Yep. And that's that's by the way after COVID, mm-hmm. right? The COVID. I think we all agreed weird year. Twenty twenty one was always going to be a weird weird football class. year. Yep. Well, now we're in twenty twenty two, and maybe there are some lingering effects. Yeah, of residual that. effect, but. But it ain't getting back to twenty four hundred high school kids no. getting signed, guys. Well, not well, in this new normal. I wouldn't be surprised if we go up and kind of plateau from there, but mm-hmm. it's not it's not spiking. Maybe we get to two thousand again or twenty one hundred, yeah. but it's gonna stay right there. Mm-hmm. We ain't gonna get back up to twenty four hundred. There are three hundred minimum, a three hundred fewer spots for high school kids across across the country than there were six years ago. We are Texas football today. That's Math Tuesday. We are Texas football today. Math Tuesday. <laughs> Uh, we're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage, high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hey, uh, we do a magazine. We're Two of doing magazine. a magazine. We're doing a magazine right Currently. now. Currently. I was up late. Yes. Did you see my Instagram story? Yes. Yeah, you went and got your nitro cold brew. I was up At working on softball though. Nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah, by the way, tune in to ESPN Plus tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? Yeah. For what? Uh, I'm going to give my go on ESPN Plus as a softball color commentator. Woo! So we'll North see how Texas this goes. SFA? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's it's a warm-up game for me. It's the first one I've ever done. So if you want to tune in to bad softball commentary, I'm your gal. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have high hopes. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, anyway. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You can get the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed to you before it hits newsstands. Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Pay for Tuffer's 9 p.m. Nitro cold brews. Thank you. Please do. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't let my heart exploding be in vain. <laughs> All right, Pickle. Last week, I had the great opportunity to chat with the founder and CEO of Playmaker Recruiting, Joseph Fisher. Uh, they're a partner of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and we were able to talk a little bit about what they do. And, you know, just on the on what we were talking about, about finding, um, putting together these, um, you know, how it's getting harder to get recruiting, mm-hmm. recruited. Uh, you might need some help to get Playmaker recruited. Recruiting is a uh, tool that schools can use to help get their kids uh, noticed out there. So I uh, had a great conversation with him about what they sets them apart. Here's my conversation with Joseph Fisher of Playmaker Recruiting here on Texas Football Today. The recruiting world uh, can be difficult to navigate sometimes, but uh, luckily – uh, we are proud to be partnering with a, a number of outstanding organizations that, that help people uh, kind of cut through uh, what's going on out there in the recruiting world. One of those is Playmaker Recruiting. We're pleased to be joined by the founder and CEO of Playmaker Recruiting right now, Joseph Fisher. Mr. Fisher, thanks for joining us. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So you started Playmaker Recruiting at PlaymakerRecruiting.com. And I'm interested in, in the why uh, behind this. You know, we, we hear coaches talk all the time, you know, what's your why? What, what was it about this, uh, this company that, that had you so passionate about uh, getting it off the ground? Yeah, so I'm from the Austin area, which has plenty of Central Texas uh, talent. Uh, I came through the same class as Samaj P. Ryan. So there are guys who at 
went to Hendrickson. I went to Pflugerville. So, you know, we had to play them every year, uh, as difficult as that was. Uh, but I also had a lot of friends on the football team and my siblings who were better athletes than myself, uh, who tried to go through the process to get recruited. And it can be extremely difficult, especially when you're at a school that don't have the staff to help promote you or help cut up your film for you, uh, to try and get noticed or trying to get to camps, especially some of my friends who didn't have sort of the economic circumstances to travel a lot, to do a lot of it themselves. Uh, it was something that I saw guys that really deserved a shot, who always put their best foot forward and were great performers on teams that maybe you know, underperformed as a whole. Uh, and that's where I felt really there's a lot that could be done better. We see guys every year who don't get an offer to go to college, and then you see them all of a sudden show up in the NFL, wonder uh, how that happened. And that's, you know, there's a lot of my friends who struggle through that process. And so I thought there's got to be something better. Uh, and so you've created this uh, this this organization, Playmaker Recruiting at PlaymakerRecruiting.com. And, and I guess let's just, you know, cut to the core of it. What is it about, you know, Playmaker Recruiting? Because I'm sure other people have, have organizations that, that that are in the recruiting space. But what is it about Playmaker Recruiting uh, that you guys do differently that sets you guys apart? Yeah, um, we not only are we trying to help by providing a platform for your prospect list and things to get promoted, out there like you will see with some others we provide a whole set of tools for your staff to also stay organized for it to sync with all your internal records you may have guys using excel sheets google sheets some guys are still using pen and paper uh instead of having to you know write something down once write it down again for another coach and then another coach has to go and upload it to that page we have it to where it's all synced. Once it's entered once for your internal records, it's there on the prospect list. You have a new game and you uploaded did your uh, production reports, it's attached to that kid's uh, new, now their prospect sheet. So it's you're not sending out yet another email with your updates you put together. It's always live, it's always synced up. So coaches can spend what limited time they have adding that extra marginal help to the kids themselves instead of the record keeping and just data entry which bogs down every you know coaching staff uh, no matter how big you are yeah you know we hear that from coaches all the time about how just how work goes into it plain and simple just the hours in the day and you know i think if, uh, if coaches could could add hours to the day I, I know they certainly would and they'd probably spend it on things like recruiting so saving time there is certainly going to be helpful uh, you know, there's there's really two sides to this that I think I, I want to ask you about. The first is is what we talked about with high school coaches. Um, you know, what what is it for you that that you feel like stands out for playmaker recruiting uh, that on the high school coaches side that that makes it advantageous for them? Absolutely. So I think there's two elements. One is that sort of the integrated process. So, like I mentioned, something gets entered once, you're never ever ever having to enter it again. Uh, things like setting your goals for your strength and conditioning coach. Not only does your player now see that, but all your other coaches can see what goals they've set, what they their last measurement was. Uh, the other big element is for the holistic approach for uh, the players also having a hand in that process. There are some where it's completely player-driven. There's others where it's completely coach-driven. And not only can players contribute to their 
profile and the things that they're putting out there, whether it's their social media accounts uh, or other information, they can write about themselves. It also means that every one of those questionnaires that they get from every institution out there, all those core you know, questions that you're asked a million times, they're already there, you're not being asked. And having to fill out the same you know, 90% of the questions over and over again. Yeah, you know, we, we hear that all the time from coaches about uh, getting the, the play, you know, that, that the player has to help out with, with their recruiting as well. It, it can't just be all on the coaches and, and kind of vice versa. It can't all be on the player, the coaches. So it seems like it can help kind of seamlessly integrate all of those. Of course, that, that's the, the side that's putting something out there. There's got to be someone out there who needs to notice it. And those are the college coaches. And so I'm interested on the other side of it. For, for, for college coaches, why do you think that playmaker recruiting is, is the way to go for college coaches? Yeah, so I think that also plays into the strengths that we have for the high school side, and that is that you have both the player and the coach involved. Uh, there's a lot of places out there where you know a player can promote a lot of their information on social media, but that can get lost in the noise. And when you're dealing with unverified information, uh, college recruiters always take that with a grain of salt, and that's just part of the part of the game. And with having the coaches involved providing sort of verified information and seeing that the player's buying into that, it creates a sort of unified profile for the you know, student athlete. And there's also much more visibility. If a college you know, coach wants to know, okay, what's every running back in the Central Texas area, they can query that and see everybody, not just your guys that came up in the Austin American Statesman or somebody who happened to have one really big game and so made it to a front page. It may be the guy that's consistently putting up good numbers on a team that's playing a lot of tough tough games that just maybe isn't winning as much. And that's really where we're trying to help create a lot of visual, uh, you know, a lot of visualization and a lot more depth of information. Also gives a coach uh, and a recruiter a lot more information armed when they go to visit, which, you know, coaches are constantly sending out information and hoping it's getting through the email that everybody sends it to. Uh, now it's kind of meeting in the middle where the information's being directly uh, fed to the recruiting staff and they can put, do it in a digestible way because they're also entering an absolutely enormous amount of information uh, from everybody, from parents sending them emails to coaches to everyone. Uh, and it means that there's a, a lot more seamless integration and sharing of information. And it gives someone a better chance of getting that look versus getting lost in the noise or just get lost in the shuffle for when they happen to come by and visit. They missed them on that one. That may have been their best shot of getting eyes on them. Yeah, it, it, you know, you hear that uh, a lot of uh, getting, you know, finding that hidden gem. And it seems like that's a little bit about what you guys are trying to do. He's Joseph Fisher. He is the founder and CEO of Playmaker Recruiting. You can find it at playmakerrecruiting.com. Mr. Fisher, certainly appreciate your time and looking forward to seeing what you guys come up with next. I'm excited. It should be a fun there spring. Thank you so Fisher much for having Playmaker me. Playmaker Recruiting joined us last week. Appreciate his time. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. And are you excited about tonight? I am excited for tonight. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be uh, Kyle Yeomans and I on the call. I've never done color commentary for softball, so we'll see how it goes. But I have over-prepared like mm, I do mm. for everything. So I should have like eight hours worth of talking points that I won't need. That's, that's as you know, it's the only way to It's the, the only, only way, way to, to do it. Um, the only way to fly. It has been cool. Like it was cool last night. Like I didn't... 
I don't have like when I do my football notes, I have like a template that I stick to. Like mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. And last night I was like, time to get creative with this. So, <laughs> um, I guess I can tease ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Thursday we'll have a special in studio guest. Yes, we'll be joined by our buddy, my friend, your friend, yes. America's friend, America's friend, America's play-by-play voice. Yes. Ted Emmerich will be joining us in studio. Super talk. pumped. He just got done doing the Masters for radio. So I have a lot of questions about doing golf on radio. I have a lot of questions as to how he can get me to say at least two words on that broadcast. So I don't know if he's there or if he's doing it remotely. I think he's doing it remote. I think he used to be there. I could be I have wrong a lot of about that. But one of the questions I have is um, how much do you never use on your broadcast like how much just goes See, into the shredder I, well, I was gonna say but on the masters i mean you got to think about how long they have oh, yeah. like i mean that's that's oh, hard just, to over prepare for something like that i just mean general general oh yeah absolutely. i just mean like he's doing the he did south oakland and liberty hill yes. right for for uh ballet sports southwest mm-hmm. i want to know what percentage of his yeah i feel research like it's, went directly into the shredder yeah it's probably easier for a color commentator to have way more stuff mm-hmm. than it is for play by play cuz primarily i mean they're talking about the game a majority of the time but yeah. that is interesting i'm yeah. excited anyway so excited we'll have teddy, teddy. In on on thursday it'll be fun it's going to do for us thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us watch espn plus tonight uh, <laughs> follow us on twitter at tctf like us on facebook facebook.com/davecampbells follow us on instagram instagram.com/davecampbells and of course see us at texasfootball.com thanks again to joseph fisher of playmaker recruiting for being our guest for Ashley pickle i'm greg tepper Vince young please get your player of the year trophy we'll see you tomorrow texas football today today mm-hmm.